Dr. Pillay, and welcome to this very special edition of the Big Ticket Clients Show. I have with me a gentleman named Paul McManus. And Paul, before I introduce you, I'm going to have to tell the truth on you here, right? <clears throat> and the truth is, you are probably, this gentleman is probably the most successful online coach and marketer that I've had the privilege of seeing grow from absolutely nothing like three or four years ago to a complete leader in his field making seven figures. Paul, I'm in awe of your success and today we want to talk about you, okay? So having just done all that for you, <laughs> Paul, can you tell us who you are, where you came from, and how you got to this level of success? Thank you and thank you so much for having me on your show, Dr. Play. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a journey and it just, I don't want to give the whole long story, but the short story is that um, about, up until about four years ago, I was running a, you know, a, a completely different business. It was an office products business, been part of the family for three generations, decided, you know, there's not much future in selling pens and pencils and desks, got really attracted to online marketing. Um, and I decided to jump in. So I started from essentially zero basis, you know, just starting my passion for the topic, um, started figuring things out. Um, along the way, I, you know, like I think all of us as startups and entrepreneurs, you know, I had some peaks and some lows. Yep. Um, one of the best things I did during that time was I surrounded myself by really smart people that helped me um, much more rapidly um, um, move forward because by nature, I'm good at something such as, you know, vision, ideas, leadership, but I'm not the best person at tasks. And I also need to be surrounded by people that help me stay focused on that big picture. Um, you know, you know, what's interesting about that, Paul is, you know, and, and I know you haven't mentioned it, but you have a very solid history as a CEO of your family business. And that's where this leadership stuff all came from for you, right? Absolutely. It, you know, in, in, in my opinion, it came from two things. One was running this um, multi-million dollar family business with about 15 employees for about 11 years. Um, and secondly, it was, you know, really uh, learning about Dale Carnegie, um, which, which I know that that's what we have in common. Yeah, we just, you know, just to throw myself under the bus for a second, when I started running, the, became the CEO of this family-owned business, I sucked at leadership. I, you know, half the people that I, you know, were there ended up quitting or being fired. And I, I realized that I had to change some things. And so um, I made it my mission to learn about leadership and, you know, right now I see this as one of my key strengths. Wow. And I do too, because, you know, just full disclosure, when I first started my online marketing journey, it was under your wing that, that I really sort of bloomed, right? You, you were, I, I hate to say this, but I'm just going to say it. You were my coach. Okay. Um, I learned so much from you, Paul, and, and I'm hoping that you can share some of your nuggets um, of wisdom for our audience today. You know, and, and, and on that note, if you were to describe the clients that you work with, the people that you've chosen, because now you can, right? You know, you've chosen to work with. Can you give us a sense of your ideal clients? Totally. This is one of the first concepts that really got drilled into my head, um, almost to where it's like a, a, a maxim. Um, I learned this from a gentleman named Michael Port, who um, wrote the book, Book Yourself Solid. And the, and the key lesson I learned was the idea of having a very specific target market. Um, up until that point, I never thought about that. You know, I wasn't trained that way. You know, I, I used to always think, you know, anyone that wanted to be a customer could be a customer. Um, but, you know, the past three or four years, I got 
very much drilled in my thinking that you have to have a very specific target market, a very specific niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and along that journey, so when I started, you know, I thought, okay, well, coaches are my, my, my key audience, coaches, mm-hmm. coaches. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know a lot about what that meant because, you know, I, I saw myself as a, you know, as a, as a, maybe a business coach or I was just getting into coaching myself. So I didn't really understand the nuances there. And over time, I learned that, okay, there's different kinds of coaches. There's life coaches, there's health coaches, there's business coaches, there's executive coaches. And so what I found to be my core audience within coaches is one, um, very successful business coaches such as yourself, um, and then also executive coaches, very successful executive coaches that, you know, that do work for uh, major Fortune 500 companies. The other two audiences that um, I didn't go looking for but kind of discovered me mm-hmm. um, is very high-end financial advisors um, mm-hmm. as well as very elite-level CPAs. And so um, today my, my, my business is primarily consists of um, financial advisors, CPAs, business coaches, and um, executive leadership coaches. You know, isn't it interesting how, you know, we are sort of, sort of a mirror of the people that, that are attracted to us, right? Because, so, you know, I've, I've been a witness to some of the really high quality, multi-million dollar folks that are attracted to you. And guess what? You're the host of the multi, well, sorry, the million dollar producer <laughs> show. It just all kinds of, just all kinds of fits, doesn't it? Yeah, so so it's like a total synergy thing. But I wanted to ask you, for people who haven't, you know, sort of reached your level of uh, accomplishment here and and are hoping to learn some nuggets, what are some common mistakes or misconceptions or maybe even myths that we in our journey toward big ticket clients usually find? What what could you share about what you've seen along the way? Some of the bumps that, that could stop you, you know, if you don't, you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, in, in this, I don't know that this is me, uh, but this is in having coached um, hundreds and hundreds of um, other people, kind of what I've distilled into, into some of those problems, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that are just very common, right? So now I can spot them very quickly. Yep. Um, and one of the groups of people that I work with is, um, are these executive coaches who are PhDs. So very smart, intelligent people. Um, you know, people that have studied a long time, people that can do many, many things very, very well, um, have many natural intellectual interests. And um, I'm sure that you come across this with your clients, but one of the things that oftentimes very smart people face is that they don't want to stick with one thing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. And just talking like, about me. <laughs> you know, talking about, talking about all, most yeah, people, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. You're right. I mean, and, and I guess that was the other thing that my, my business partner about two or three years ago, and she happened to be a PhD, um, her name was Anna. Um, you know, initially, you know, I got into LinkedIn and I'm like, wow, this is so great. Okay, I want to go do webinars too and sell webinars. And she's like, no, 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 no. We're going to stick until stick on one thing until we're successful. And go. at the time, um, you know, I was more naturally inclined to have, you know, bright, uh, shiny object syndrome. But I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And that really, I think between having a target market I mean, very specific in terms of what the key thing I offer is those two combinations is what allowed me to gradually build where I'm at today. Yeah, no, no, that, that's, that's really good that you've defined that. So let me see if I can repeat what you've said. Target market and focus, right? If, if people can really just get that target market and focus, they are, they've solved a lot of the problem. Now, my question for you would be, 
why isn't everybody doing this? Why isn't everybody just saying, okay, well, let's just go get a target market. Let's just focus. It's easy. Let's do it. What are the pitfalls? You know, what are the fears that people have? Why aren't people all doing this? I, I know it's been a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love your, your take on this core problem. Sure. It, you know, and, and it's, it, it's, it's once again, looking at, you know, just a variety of clients that I've worked with. Um, oftentimes it's, they, you know, for example, one of the groups of people that I've struggled with helping is, um, I would call them performance coaches. And the thing about a performance coach is that, you know, even if they're very, very good, they can help people achieve amazing results. Mm. In what? In, in, in their health, in their goal setting, in their leadership, in their um, delegation skills. It's like it's way too broad. Um, and so for a performance coach, it's like, you know, and I'm thinking of one in particular right now who I worked with, you know, it's like, okay, we need to target market. And it was like, there's so much resistance. It's like, well, I can help anybody, you know, and it's like, well, I want people that can afford my services. Yeah, but that's not really a target market. That's kind of everybody. And so I got them narrowed down on targeting um, financial advisors for about three to six months. But the challenge there is that, you know, he bought into the concept mm-hmm. he didn't, or he didn't, let's say he agreed to do it. He mm-hmm. didn't really buy into the concept. And the problem is, is that over time, you really have to become part of that group. You really have to understand them at a deep level. You have to make friendships. You have to, you know, join their clubs. You need to hang out where they hang out. You need to be genuinely interested in them. You need to have clients there so that now your clients are telling the stories of how you help them. And that's how, you know, the best marketing is word of mouth marketing, right? Yeah. Um, and so just on a surface level to, you know, update your LinkedIn headline and say, I help advisors, you know, it's like you might get some initial interest, but, you know, can, you know, who else have you helped? Yeah. So if you don't really buy into the concept, it's hard to stick to. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and actually, interestingly, uh, on that topic of focus, I have to say that you really helped me uh, on the topic of LinkedIn. I mean, I had shiny objects on Facebook, YouTube, <laughs> but you stuck with LinkedIn and, and that inspired me uh, to, to, to continue getting deeper about two years ago. And I've, I've seen the benefits of just being focused and, and it was thanks to you. But, you know, if we could shift a little bit to kind of what you think your magic sauce is and, and, and how you help people would be, could, maybe you could tell us a story of one of the clients that you've helped um, and, and what methodologies. I know we, we do the three things or maybe there's five things. I don't know how many things you're going to tell. You know, what are the key things that you brought to the table in that particular story that helps them to become so successful? Sure. So um, one of my clients, his name is um, Alex, and he's a very successful um, I mean, he's a world dominator. He's someone that's disrupting the financial services industry. Did you say world dominator? Yes, I, I, I like that term. That's okay, I want to make sure everyone yeah, hears that yeah, because, yeah. because I, Paul, that's your thing. You're the it, world dominator thing. guy. <laughs> I wish I could look on LinkedIn and say, okay, world dominator. I only want world dominators, but you know, that's, that's become my thing is I like people who have that drive to be massively successful. Yes. So in Alex's case, he came to me. Um, so he, you know, he's an advisor. Um, he works with very elite level CPAs, um, and he and he knew that LinkedIn was a place to be. Um, and so, you know, he already came to me already a very smart marketer, very successful. But what I've been able to do for him over the past maybe six, 12 months is to really help him further clarify one, um, his message, especially on LinkedIn, to help him build the marketing collateral, to help 
um, take perfect strangers. So like CPAs, for example, are very easy to discover on LinkedIn. Um, it's very easy to connect with them as an example, mm -hmm. but they're also very jaded, right? You know, because everybody, all advisors or most advisors target CPAs. So they get, you know, offers every day about, hey, I'm an advisor, I can help you do this and other. And it's like, you know, it just gets tuned out. And so how do you, and, and you can genuinely help them. So how do you craft a process that, you know, you're taking the initiative to um, target the right people, mm -hmm. but then also know that it takes, you know, th there's the rule of seven to 13 plus, which I know that you're familiar with, yep. which is that people buy when the timing's right for them. We have to demonstrate that we're likable, trustworthy, um, and the right fit for them. And that's a process. Yep. Um, so there's a combination. And I know that you help your clients with this as well, is that one is what is that story? Mm. You know, and, and I, know, I know you use the word narrative psychology. What is the message that you're delivering to them? And how do you deliver it to them over time? Because the, the challenge um, on LinkedIn for most people is that either they do one of two things, either they verbally vomit all over you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is not attractive to anybody, yeah, yeah. Um, or they do the opposite, which is they just want to be your friend. Hey, you know, hey, can I be of service? Hey, <laughs> can I help you? Or, or they're just not clear on who they serve, right? Um, and so the keys for Alex and the other people I work with is, okay, you have to be focused on a specific market. In this case, that was easy because he already came predisposed there. Mm -hmm. um, we have to create very, the, the right collateral to tell the right story over time so that now we're attracting them. So when they come to you, they're already pre-sold. You know, that's what we want. We want pre-sold. Mm -hmm. um, and then what's the technology um, that, you know, not just LinkedIn because LinkedIn is like great, but it doesn't do everything. What's the technology that allows us to deliver this messaging to them consistently over time in kind of like a, you know, Infusionsoft-like way? So how do you do that on LinkedIn in an automated way? And I know that you have similar technology. Um, so we put those three things together. And now it's just like, you know, we're getting him, you know, on average, a, a qualified, um, very qualified lead per day, right? Um, and it's just consistent flow. And when he has the conversations with them, they're pre-sold, you know, they've gone through the funnel, they've gone through the um, indoctrination series. And so by the time they raise their hand and say, you know, tell me more, you know, it's a very easy job for him to have. And that's something that if you ask any advisor, because, you know, advisors struggle immensely with attracting CPAs because they're very skeptical, um, they're jaded in terms of this, um, but just completely flip the script. Wow. You know, Paul, I'm, I'm just going to sort of say right now that anyone who's been listening to this so far, there are times when you hear that million dollar idea and it just sort of walks right, back, right past you if you don't stop it and <laughs> grab it. I want you to know that you just grab it because the things you just dropped on us are, are real nuggets. And, and it may have just gone by, but I know for a fact how you've grown a seven figure business using just the things you talked about in the past minute or so. You know, but, but I'm going to say this, um, you know, just or ask you this, rather. I'm going to ask you this. If you were to look back on Paul McManus's life, you personally now, let's, let's move away from business for a second. Could you give me a sense of the defining moment, right, where something snapped in you and you said, you know what, gosh darn it, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And that has led to who you are. What is your defining moment story, Paul? Ooh, Yes. <laughs> yes, I think, yes. And I think, I think you may have heard this years ago. You may not remember, but, um, you know, we're both part of Dale Carnegie. Um, and, and, uh, when I thought about this before it came down to, 
um, I think about 2006. And up until that point, um, you know, my whole educational journey was I wanted to be in the CIA. Um, I wanted to either be a, um, in the foreign, a, a diplomatic uh, or a diplomat or in the CIA. So, you know, I got my, my master's degree. I spent four years in Japan. I learned Japanese. I've been married to Japanese wife. Um, you know, I was set to join the CIA or, or the um, foreign service. And I got accepted to the CIA. It was awesome. I was like, I was going to move to Washington. Life was going to be good. Wow. Um, they, they hired me. And just a few months before I was expected to move, I got this little nondescript letter in the mail. I said, oh, we're, we're, we're canceling um, the offer for now. You know, you're, feel free wow. to reapply at some point in the future. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, and that was devastating. Um, that was devastating to me because that was like my whole passion and what I built for and invested in. Um, and at that point, I just kind of over a few weeks, maybe a month, whatever, I just made the determination that, you know, I never want to have someone else determine for me what my future is, what my options are. Um, so I doubled down and recommitted to the notion of being a successful entrepreneur. Um, I started reading all kinds of books, um, you know, Dale Carnegie. Remember that term that we both kind of agree with, location-free entrepreneur? That was you. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to determine my future. No one, I don't want to have a boss. Um, and, you know, and, and so I just, I just really got invested in, in, in self-development, especially around business, but personal development. Yeah. And so I, th I think that was kind of the, you know, my, the defining moment for my adult years. Wow. That is, that is, that is so powerful. And the funny thing is I share that too. Uh, I remember back in corporate when, um, <laughs> I thought I had achieved my dream until one day I, I, I got a phone call. <laughs> it's one of those phone calls. It's like, you mean yesterday I made $150,000 and today I make zero? <laughs> As of right now, I begin to make nothing. That, that's, that hurts. <laughs> so well, I, I, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the scary thing, right? So, you know, I think you can appreciate this. and Maybe people listening to this can appreciate this is that, you know, um, I think being an entrepreneur takes a certain individual, right? And so I don't think everyone's cracked up for it. But the one that, you know, to me, it's a much riskier proposition to have a job because then you have one client. And if yes. you have one client, what happens? Um, you have no clients. Whereas, you know, you know, the, for an entrepreneur, there's always like the notion of, you know, uh, feast or famine. Um, and people, you know, sometimes they have a three, four, five, ten 10 clients might lose some and then their income goes up and down. So you always want to diversify, but I'd much rather have three, five, ten 10 or more yes. clients that if so I lost you lose one, you still got time. It's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, Paul, I love that analogy. I'm going to use it by the way, with your Go permission, on. I'm going to talk Go about on. that as a difference. One of the ways I've talked about the differences because is, um, in how you get a job. So as, uh, as a, an employed person, getting a job involves getting a resume done very well, having this very good one-hour interview meeting, and then snap, they like you, you're in. You know, you go from zero to like 100,000 or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but as an entrepreneur, what you got to do is go spend time and probably money learning. It's all about education. Educate, educate yourself, as you said, develop yourself. And when you get to a certain point, then you can implement, and that's when you see your results. So it's a different way of entering into the business it, as well. It, it, absolutely. It's a much different way. Um, and it has, you know, it takes, I think more to get started. Yeah. But like all good things, but maybe not though, right. You know, to get a good job, what do you have to do? Go to college for four years, get a master's degree, do all these things. I guess, yeah, yeah. All of that into account, um, get 10 years of experience. You know, that's a lot of work. I mean, you get one client. Sure, it's actually <laughs> probably a shorter journey, but it's not just, I'm going to put my shingle out online. 
um, and expect people to, you know, to be attracted to you. I mean, there is a lot of um, learning to do in terms of experience. And, and I don't think that you can learn it. I think that you have to learn it by experience. You have to be surrounded by the right mentors. You have to have people in your corner like you that, you know, has gone before them and has helped people mm -hmm. get big ticket clients because without that support, the odds are dramatically stacked against you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Paul, as we sort of um, get to the end of our conversation here, and you know, you and I talk for hours anyway, so this is, we're boxing ourselves in here. <laughs> as we get to, you know, I want to ask you two, two questions. First one is, um, give me a sense of what success looks like for your ideal client. So anyone who's listening right now, they want a goal, they want, you know, kind of what you've seen as how the outcomes people get. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you describe your outcomes. Um, and then I'd love for you to leave us with some choice nuggets of wisdom um, for people on this journey who really need to know what to do next. So sure. just go, go down that path if you could for us. Sure. You know, um, at, at my company, More Clients, More Fun, you know, we have three core values, freedom, fun, and impact. And this is what I want for myself. And this is what I want for people. So I want to help them establish freedom and oftentimes that means, you know, financial freedom of some sort. Um, I want to make sure that they enjoy the ride. You know, it's, it's, you don't want to, um, you know, do all this work and, you know, have a miserable life or, or whatnot. So they want to have freedom, fun, enjoy the ride. Um, and finally, impact. Because the people that I, you know, work best with are people that, you know, are doing this to grow their own business um, for their, their, themselves and their family. But ultimately, they're out there in the world making a bigger difference, um, impacting people in a positive way. Um, so freedom, fun, and impact. Um, you know, one of the people that comes to mind for me, a um, gentleman named Shane, who I helped as a financial advisor, and he was the first person a few years back I helped take from, you know, making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to over a million, actually a couple million dollars. And so um, once I was able to do that, I'm like, huh, I, I, I enjoy this. Um, I like this market. And so just in the past um, few months or so, um, I've started my own, um, my own LinkedIn video, you know, YouTube podcast called million dollar producer and this is really geared and, and by the way shane can be seen talking about that success he, he, he's on million dollar producer episode right one. episode number one episode uh, number one okay episode one yep and so you know if if i can help um so right now what my business is really focused on is helping advisors cpas um, business coaches to um you know to achieve um what i've helped shane achieve because you know in his case he's not just financially successful but he, you know, he's super fit. Um, he's, you know, he travels all the time. He has a wonderful family. I mean, he is living the life, right? And so it's like if, you know, my goal is to help other people live the life the way that um, I help impact Shane. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, and, I, and I've met Shane through you. So I know this story. And, and I, I just know that there are so many people online who think, this whole online marketing success thing is like for someone else. It's like, it's not real. Those guys are just boasting. The numbers aren't real. And you are living the example of that through yourself and your clients. You know, I really appreciate that. Now, let me ask you that, that final question, which is given everything you've seen, what nuggets of advice would you leave for anyone who wants to sort of do this? You know, they're ready to make that jump and be successful. You know, what are the key points of wisdom you might share? Um, I, think, I, think, I think it's a journey. It's a team sport. And so I think you absolutely need to have the right people in your corner. Um, you know, one of the reasons that you and I, um, you know, you and I, for example, have our own mastermind 
Um, and why do we do this even though we do similar things is that we make each other sharper. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, whether it's peer to peer, whether it's, you know, paid or, or what have you, you know, you know, you become the five people you spend the most time with. Absolutely. And so if you're at a job, chances are the five people around you are not going to inspire you and motivate you and kick you in the butt to get you where you need to go. Yeah. Um, and so if you're an entrepreneur either now or you want to be, um, it's absolutely essential and critical to join those groups, pay for them because the best ones are paid for. And in my case, um, I joined, um, at, at that time, it's no longer exists, but it's called the Book Yourself Solid Mentoring Program. It completely shifted my thinking. It shifted yeah. my thinking about what's Opened possible. New, new, new doors of possibility. Completely new. <laughs> completely new. And it was the people around me. I mean, these became my new friends, you know, and they were all over the world. Um, but, you know, I went from this, you know, local business, been three generations selling pens and desks to this idea that everything's possible and I can mm. really pursue what I'm passionate about and be successful. But it only happened not because of reading books. You know, yeah. books are great and they serve their purpose, but you have yeah. to be around those people. Um, right. So that's like the one thing. Find a group that inspires you, motivates you, and is going to hold you accountable towards those goals. Find a community of practice. I love it, Paul. There so, you go. Yep, there you go. So, so uh, in, in closing, how can people reach you? I know that you're all over the web like most of us are these days, but do you have a favorite place where you would want people to go reach you if they wanted to kind of reach out to you? What totally. would that be? Yep, uh, just LinkedIn. And so it's just, um, I go by Paul, the middle initial G, last name McManus. Okay. Um, but just find me on LinkedIn, um, reach out, connect. You can see some of my, um, from there, you can look at my YouTube channel. Um, you can hear about Shane and others. Yep. Um, but that's, that's the best place. Well, Paul, we are so happy that you were here to share this information with us. And folks, you heard it first here on Big Ticket Clients, a gentleman who is living evidence that you can go from whatever you dream or wherever you are to whatever you dream and you can achieve it. Paul, thank you so much for being a mentor of mine, frankly, and a friend and sharing your success with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm, I'm excited to see what you're doing and the impact that you're making helping your people get Big Ticket Clients. Because, you know, just if I can add, you know, one of those other things that really struggled, I struggled with was small ticket clients. And so to me, you know, big ticket clients is where it's at if you want to be successful. And that's exactly what you help people do. Oh, wow. Paul, thank you so much. Now, I just hope everybody else uh, believes in that because even though we're starting these things together, you've got the million dollar producer thing and the big ticket clients thing. It takes a lot of work to build these brands up to where they need to be. So, you know, we got our work cut out for us, right? Absolutely. Well, because the, the next stage is, you know, eight figures, right? It's like <laughs> the goalpost keeps moving, right? <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to have to do another show when you hit eight figures because I know it's soon. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Paul. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right, bye.